Welcome to Understand Murdoch, a podcast from The Post and Courier, South Carolina's largest newspaper. Our award-winning reporters have spent more than a year digging into the Murdoch saga to bring you the latest news and in-depth analysis as we covered the story of drugs, deceit, and death in South Carolina's rural low country. And now we're here to provide quick daily updates on Alec Murdoch's highly anticipated double murder trial in Colleton County. Hello, welcome to Understand Murdoch. My name is Nathan. I'm alongside Jocelyn today. And today, Jocelyn, Judge Clifton Newman sentenced Alec Murdoch to two consecutive life terms for the murders of his wife and son. His sentencing hearing came just over 12 hours after jurors handed in their verdict. We're going to talk about the verdict and what happened this morning. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we've reached this point after 29 days Alec's trial was one of the longest in modern times in our state's history. Well, let's talk about how jurors reached their verdict. It came quickly, didn't it? I mean, I think it's all relative. And of course, it varies depending on who you ask. But yes, they certainly arrived at a verdict faster than most of us in the media room expected. It took just under three hours from start to finish. Can you take us through that moment of when you found out? Yeah, a couple of our friends at the state newspaper were just getting ready to put in a pizza order when we saw movement on the live stream that was being projected in our room. And our reporter Thad Moore, who's been in the courtroom this entire trial, picked up his notebook and just ran over to the courthouse. You know, we didn't know at the time if a juror had a question or if maybe there was a verdict. Did jurors have any questions during their deliberations? No, they didn't. And we soon began to hear that jurors did in fact have a verdict. We also saw Ellick's family members walking up to the courthouse. So that also tipped us off. The state versus Richard Alexander Murdoch defendant. Indictment for murder. Guilty verdict. Signed by the forelady. Did Ellick react at all when the clerk of the court read out all four guilty verdicts? No, he was quite stoic, actually. He stood pretty much expressionless. He glanced over to the jury box once or twice, though. Did his family members react then? Not really. His sister Lynn was present, as well as Buster and his girlfriend, Brooklyn. They were holding hands as the verdict was announced, but otherwise Buster stared straight ahead, resting his chin on his hand. What about prosecutors or defense attorneys? Did they have any comments? The defense attorneys declined to comment after the verdict last night, but they did do a short press conference after the hearing today. They said that they would absolutely be filing an appeal and that they don't regret their decision to represent Alec. They believe he's innocent. But last night, some of the prosecutors and investigators with the state law enforcement division hugged each other and were kind of clapping each other's hands. And they also had a press conference where lead prosecutor Creighton Waters spoke about the powerful Murdoch family legacy. He said, it doesn't matter how prominent you are. If you do wrong, if you break the law, if you murder, justice will be done in South Carolina. I know at least one of the jurors has spoken publicly about their experience reaching a verdict. Can you tell us what they had to say? Yeah, a man named Craig Moyer spoke with ABC News late last night. And I should also mention that after reaching a verdict, jurors are free to speak about their experiences with anyone. Their identities no longer have to be kept a secret. 
But he said that when they began deliberating, nine jurors believed Alec was guilty. Two thought he was not guilty and one was undecided. And what was Moyer's vote? He said it was guilty from the start. Moyer said the video filmed on Paul's cell phone the night of the killings is what sealed the deal for him. It put Alec at the crime scene just minutes before Maggie and Paul were shot, and this is something Alec continued to lie about until taking the stand last week. Did he say how long it took for jurors to reach their verdict? Yeah, 45 minutes or an hour. And he didn't say what they were doing in those other two hours before we heard the verdict. Okay, let's talk about Alex's sentencing hearing. Judge Newman scheduled it for a 9.30 a.m. slot today. Is it typical in criminal cases for a sentencing to happen that quickly after a conviction? You know, in South Carolina, I believe so. Some states will schedule a hearing a month or two after the conviction, and in some states it also depends on the nature of the offense. And then some states also will take time to prepare a pre-sentence report. I think Judge Newman actually would have sentenced Alec right after the verdict was read last night, but it was already sort of late, and he wanted the opportunity for anyone who wished to speak, either for or against Alec, to have time to get to court. And did anyone speak today? No, only Alec. A lot of times people will give victim impact statements, often to argue for the judge to give a harsher sentence. In this case, for instance, Alec was facing a minimum of 30 years and a maximum life sentence on each of the two murder charges. But I think this case is also unique because many of the defendant and victims, family members and loved ones overlap. You mentioned Alec spoke. What did he say? His defense attorney said that he wanted to address the court, and Alec used the opportunity to strongly maintain his innocence. He insisted he'd never do anything to hurt Maggie or Paul. Were any of his family members in the courtroom? Yeah, so today I saw his youngest brother, John Marvin, his sister Lynn and her husband, and then Buster and his girlfriend. None of them appeared to show any emotion other than Lynn. She seemed upset when Judge Newman spoke to Alec as he sentenced him. Can you describe that process? What exactly happened? Yeah, so Prosecutor Creighton Waters briefly spoke, and then Alec spoke, and then since there was no one who wanted to make a victim impact statement or speak on Alec's behalf, Judge Newman then asked Alec to stand before him. So Alec stood between both of his defense attorneys in front of Judge Newman, and the judge spoke to him for a few minutes. And what did the judge say? Man, he said a lot. Judge Newman was pretty scathing. He accused Alec of continuing to lie even when he took the witness stand last week in his own defense. You know, Alec was a respected fixture of South Carolina's legal community for years. He was a successful trial attorney, and he comes from three generations of men who had served as the 14th Judicial Circuit's elected solicitor. And I think that's a very big part of what makes this case so intriguing, all the power and prestige that's wrapped up in it. And Judge Newman has known Alec for years. Alec had argued cases before him when he was a lawyer. But the judge said that while Alec may be able to convince himself of his innocence, nearly no one else believes him. Wow. So Judge Newman thinks Alec is guilty. 
Absolutely, without a doubt. He told jurors last night that they had made the right decision, which was an interesting thing for a judge to say. But he said that the evidence against Ellick was overwhelming. And in perhaps one of the more intense, chilling moments of the sentencing, Judge Newman told Ellick that he'll have to reckon with what he did when he tries to sleep at night. Well, and it might not have been you. It might have been uh, the monster you become when you uh, take 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 opioid pills. Maybe you become another person. And I know you have to see Paul and Maggie during the night times when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. Thanks, Nathan. For more in-depth coverage of this trial, as well as the latest news on the Murdoch story at large, stay tuned to postandcourier.com slash Murdoch. You can find us on Twitter at Post and Courier.